Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slamfire Radio, episode 519. Today is August 9th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. I'm another host, Mo. Oh, and I'm Kelly, and I'm trying to figure out the spreadsheet here thing. Okay, good. Adriel. Oh, and I'm Adriel, <laughs> and I'm uh, just enjoying some factory second white wine. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Excellent. <sighs> <laughs> kind of hits the spot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of disappointing, but kind of hits the spot. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Nothing goes to waste, right? Well, <laughs> no, you can't just throw it. Well, I no, that's not. I true. left the bottom well, of the bottle. The bottom. Yeah, of the you bottle. leave that, and the then once it turns, you just use it as your red wine vinegar, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's only twice I've ever poured wine down the sink. It was gross. It was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get into what we did with guns. And uh, Mo, why don't you kick us off? Oh, wow. Uh, I did nothing, and I truly did nothing. So um, long story short, I got a new puppy. And the Yay! Puppy and Kelly, yeah, Kelly will appreciate this. Um, new puppies are a lot of work. So they take they cut into the shooting time they, significantly. They do, actually. But she's, yeah. she, but she's wonderful. So Can't wait to meet her. Yes, yes. She yeah. needs a lot of training. That's what she needs. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. No. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't do any matches this past weekend, or dry fire, or. <laughs> Are you going into withdrawal? I'm just asking because it's That's only a been a week for you. It's only been a week so far, so I'm holding strong. But time. by next weekend, I think I'll I'll have the shakes. <laughs> I was going to say, have the shakes gonna, started or the sweats? The sweats. <laughs> You're not going to practice your dry fire when the dog uh, craps on the on the rug or anything? <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Motion targets and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no Richard, no small batches of... Uh, there's only been small batches of poo. That's all they've been. <laughs> okay. So what type of dog is she? Uh, she is a sheep-a-doodle. Which is an old English sheepdog and a poodle. <laughs> That's what she is. <laughs> Kelly's laughing at the description of your dog. <laughs> You're laughing at Kelly. <laughs> That's what she is. Are you laughing at my dog? I think she is. Yeah, yeah she is. <laughs> oh, well, I'm all people. You can make you can make fun of me, but you can't make fun of her. That's just a sheep a doodle. Yeah. You're gonna take her out hunting with yeah. you? Okay. Oh, and you know what? So she's got a she's part herding dog, and she loves to nip. So that's something we have to trip trade out of her. So she heard yeah. like chickens, or no? She herds people. Oh, okay. Little people. So take 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 her downtown. 
<laughs> okay, I think I'm done now. I have a cane course, a bull mastiff cross, and you have a sheep doodle. <laughs> what is so funny about that? I don't know. Sheep what do you want me to have? A pit bull? I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's adorable. Uh, she is adorable. I seem. And she's gonna, and she's gonna be big. She's not gonna be a purse dog. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Well. Yeah, okay. Not that I have a purse, but anyways. Um, <laughs> okay, I think I've done embarrassing myself. Uh, Kelly, what did you do? I, mean, <laughs> I haven't been on in a couple of weeks. So what have I done? I've done several several maple seeds. Uh, so I did a maple seed at Lower Trent Valley. It was fantastic. It was lovely. It was uh warm a couple of days beforehand and sunny and it was the first time we had significant rain it was on the saturday so and it was quite cool so a lot of people weren't prepared for it unfortunately um so that meant a few people didn't finish the day but that's okay too um we all had fun we learned a lot uh also it was last weekend that I went to Smith Falls, and it was the exact opposite. It was twenty, almost twenty nine degrees and sunny, whole entire day. We had so much fun. We had a lot of people out sh- um, shooting. Sorry, we had a couple of you shooters, and they were shooting in the high, like one ninety nine. One kid that's been shooting for a year, and uh, twelve shot a one ninety nine. It was awesome. And what else? Uh, we had six riflemen. We also had a rifle woman, and it was really a lot of fun. One of the best shoots that I've seen in a little while. So it was at Smith Falls, and good range too. So I want to give them a shout out. I have been doing a lot with the local range as well. So FRPC, we've had some uh, new shooters that have come in, or not new shooters, new members come in. So I did new members orientation. And then I've been doing the probation shoots for them. So I've had some last Sunday and for the probation shoots. And I've booked a couple more on this Sunday for probation shoots. Excuse me. I'm supposed to be shooting a sick match and helping out with building stages on Friday. Now I'm not sure if I can do it or not. So Patrick, if you're listening, I'm going to have to talk to you. Um, Yeah. And then the other thing that I did is it's not gone, but I bought something new. Can you see it? It's green. Well, it's in the case and it's green. I bought a new crossbolt. Now. Nice. Yeah. Cross so, crossbolt? Crossbow? Yeah, just crossbow. And let me see. We can't see it because it's camouflaged. No, I know. It's green. And it's Ooh. a green screen. So an Excalibur. An Excalibur. So uh, I bought it from a family member who doesn't use it or hasn't used it. And it comes with everything. So I have probably about 30 bolts. There we go. It's like true camo. You can't see it. It is true camo. <laughs> so it has, it has an optic on it. It has... I have so much stuff with it. So it's going to extend my hunting season by a couple of more weeks, several the weeks. Crossbow counts as archery in Ontario? So it actually extends it into almost January. Huh. 
end of oh, December really? that you can actually go out with it. Yes. Hmm. So I'm planning to get my, I am planning to get my, um, I'm going for a buck this year. So I'm planning to get it the first day again. Cause from the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Efficiency, right? <laughs> efficiency. But if need be, we can extend it into December. So yeah, I bought that. It was a good deal again. Well, okay, it was my dad, and <laughs> he goes, do you know anybody who wants one? And I said, how much? Then I said, how much for your daughter, who you love? <laughs> uh. <laughs> so he gave me the dad discount. So Nice. Was, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, what else I got going on? Oh, if nobody or if you haven't already heard, She Shoots was on last night. We did episode 19, I believe it was. So we had Anna McIntosh on. She's the VP, the new VP of the women's program for the CCFI. We were talking about getting women into shooting. Why it's so important as well as the calendar fundraiser and how it actually funds thousands of women coming into our shooting sport and how it's exactly what we need to continue our sport. So it should be supported with that being said, when the calendar comes out in probably end of October, 1st of November by calendar, Support it. You guys do. Well, actually, you know, you you don't really because I send you a calendar. So I buy it. (laughs) But anybody who's listening. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, buy a calendar. Support the CCFR's women's program. It'll fund a lot of shoots uh, for women and getting them into the shooting sport. And then they'll bring the kids. And then if they bring the kids, then we can continue to keep our firearms, which is a good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Richard's asking if it will have the correct day and date for the second Richard. year running. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Richard, it will. Stop it. <laughs> for second year running. Exactly. Hmm. Um, yeah. So Tony's talking about the BTSA Annie Oakley Day for this weekend. That's going to be happening. Annie Oakley, we always actually go out to that, or we have been going out to that. CCFR has been sponsoring it. We did it last year, and I believe we're doing it again this year. So, yeah, that's it. Um, Adriel, what about you? Stuff and things. Excellent. Wow. Riveting. Do you more? Okay. I'll, I guess I'll go through some more. Uh, I made up some Carcano ammo using 264 bullets, and they were uh, not very accurate. No, no, nope. uh, no, no, not very accurate. Had some Reloader 19, which is way too slow for that for that rifle, uh, especially for for that cartridge, and especially for that cartridge with the 20 inch barrel. But I had it spare, and I'm not using it for anything else, so that's what I'm using. Um, but it didn't like the 264 bullets, not at all. So those are the 268 bullets, which I got 200 of, so no problem. Um, oh, one of them didn't uh, obturate the case. The case didn't seal against the inside of the chamber, and it blew carbon back. Nice. Fun stuff, fun stuff, yeah. Needs more powder. I, ha- I was running it at too light of a load, so it needs more, uh, which is okay. I'd, I'd rather have to put more in uh, than less. Mike's saying he's noticed a lack of age at Sherwood Park last weekend. There's a reason for that. Uh, and that it's not gun related. Well, it kind of is. Air show? Is an air show gun related? Kind of did is. The gu- did the planes have guns on them? There's an F-18 and an A-10. So, yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the A-10 definitely did have a uh, gun on it. And, 
yeah, I had to, I had, I had pre-committed uh, that to uh, to my oldest, who's kind of been flying that kind of thing. So that was my that was my Friday or no Saturday. And uh, yeah, so while I was at the range, we did the Carcano, and then I fired a bunch of different guns. Um, but Tokarev, those are horrible. Um, <laughs> oh, I love this Olympia. I'm so glad I made this purchase. 200 bucks, and it's so accurate, and the trigger on it's so good, and it works with these 10 round mags. After I cut the mag and made it work in this gun, but uh, mm, 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 mm. yeah, trigger on it is just amazing, amazing. Now, what I didn't have as good a time with uh, was my Wrangler, my Ruger Wrangler. Uh, I had my nephew shooting it, and he's like. I'm hitting all over the place. Like I, I hit right, I hit left. I'm like, yes, just stop sucking. Like that's 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 you 100. <laughs> and then I shot and started doing the same thing. <laughs> so some of them were like bang on, and some of them were like, mm, you know, press the trigger down, and it's three feet to the right. The next one, two feet to the left. They're like massive changes. So yeah, I haven't looked closely. Something's fuck you with this gun. I yeah. don't think it's the muzzle. I took a look. There's la- there's like rifling in there. Maybe it's uh, too leaded up. But I haven't fired a lot of rounds through it. So I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it either. I was um, thinking maybe the cylinder. I was thinking the cylinder too. And if I look at it from the top, some of them, like the the gas on the cylinder face there it some of them don't look the same as others so i think like maybe it's not quite getting aligned or it's not quite getting as good a seal or something's going on they do feel like firm in place i'm not a really a revolver guy so i really wouldn't know uh how firm they should be but they feel like it feels like there's not a lot of slop there no slap practically when it's like cocked no slop. Hmm. No slop. So I don't know. Oh, that one has a little bit right there. Just a little bit. I mean, that'd be enough. Like, I would be glad to see. Do you have something that you can look at the chamber side of it to see if you're having any strikes? But I mean, chamber oh. side, like look at the of the, of the barrel, like if, if the there. lead's actually contacting in there. Ah, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of carbon buildup there, but mm. I don't really see. No, I don't see any lead no. shavings or anything like that. It's a mystery right now. I'm going to try cleaning the barrel, like really cleaning the barrel out. And uh, try it again. Nothing's loose. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I'm just going to try cleaning the crap out of that barrel. Maybe there's like a some bad letting in there or something like that. Like maybe there's a manufacturing defect that uh, that's causing those, like the odd bullet to get really badly stripped or something like that. But wasn't that good. Whereas this thing, like I was shooting at 50 yards and I was just cranking the steel with this thing. Every shot, just like dead on just as fast as you can pull the trigger, just making hits on that thing. They keep like the sights on this thing are way better than the Wrangler, but, uh, and the trigger is much better. And just everything, just everything's better, but uh, it's not a revolver, so it's got that going for it. It also makes yeah. it very good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, what else did I do at the range? Shot the M1 Garand. That's fun. How is it? Good. It's always good. Yeah. Always yeah. a good time with the M1 Garand. It's just a fun gun to shoot. 
and shot the Bren 2 and uh, yeah, printed some groups <clears throat> at uh, yeah, I was, I'm getting about like two MOA, two MOA with uh, with most stuff. I wasn't able to like the weekend before I had shot some 70 was that 77 grain or 71 grain, some heavier bullets, and I got like a couple of sub MOA groups out of it, which were really nice. And I wasn't able to replicate that on arrest, so. It might have just been fluke fluke groups. That happens when you're out like shooting. Sometimes you get these fluky like three round groups where it looks amazing, and then you shoot some others, and you're like, oh, maybe I pulled that one. Oh, maybe. And you get it on a rest, and you're like, nah, I didn't pull any of those. So it's just two MOA, right? Which right. for a combat rifle is fine. Two two MOA yeah. is fine. I wasn't expecting anything more. Um, I don't want to make sure I'm reporting accurately what kind of accuracy you can expect out of the thing. And mm. sub MOA is. Uh, not the kind of gun it's made to be and not the kind of gun it is, but like so good. Otherwise so soft shooting too bad. It's 3,700 bucks um, or cheaper. I mean, if you want to get to get the 11 inch barrel one and just not convert it, like boy, they're, they're very reasonable, pretty barky probably with an 11 inch barrel. Probably. Yeah. Pretty barky. Yeah. Got yeah. some bark to it. Uh, and then I have a maple seed this weekend in Blindman Valley, which is kind of near Red Deer. Sold out. Uh, looking looking nice. good. Yeah. If anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be good. Got a couple of IITs going to be head out, heading out there with me. So uh, going to head up Friday night and get her all set up and uh, do a little event there. Drive home. Should be nice and quick getting home. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Excellent. And that's, uh, that's about it for me. Richard's asking, does that mean if you do it just once, it's not a sub MOA gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate when people, people do that all the time on my reviews, right? <laughs> oh, with my SKS, I shot a 0.75 inch group at 100. Well, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> you <laughs> you your way to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just get out and aggressive with them. I'm like, now nah, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> That goes over well. Most people take that kind of feedback like really well. Oh, yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, you know what? I probably am. No, they yeah. flip out. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they flip out. I'm like, dude, if you can do three quarters of an MOA with your with your SKS, you should take that out to a PRS match. You'll win some some events. Absolutely. Do that with yeah. your SKS. I believe in you. Go shoot the PRS <laughs> match with it. Yeah. It's how it goes. <laughs> sure, it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, that's all I, I was up to. Who's next? Uh, I think I'm left. Yeah. Kyle? Kyle? You did yeah. something this weekend. I did. Yep. What'd you do? Uh, I uh, drove up to, well, last week I drove up Tuesday night to Raton, New Mexico yep. to go shoot the Rocky Mountain 3 gun, which we are talking about tonight in the main topic. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yep. So I won't go to full depth in this segment because going over more of it but uh it was a it was a great uh time i mean i think it was five or six days i spent there and i just i can't get over that facility it is incredible i think i sent you guys a picture of when i rolled in around 9 30 10 o'clock at night and they got this half mile drive and these flags lit up and then you got this big visitor center with museum lit up at the end of the drive and it's i've never seen an entrance to a range like that Wow. It's something else. But uh, stayed on site. They got cabins all over the place. Like they got competitor housing and then they got these cabins with four rooms. And I think they got some single or double room cabins. But uh, nice view to wake up to and 
feel a little, feel a little bit more like back at home because there was like mountains and trees. So, and a little bit cooler temps. I think it only got up to 90 degrees Fahrenheit the whole That's time I was much there. much better. So. <laughs> better. <laughs> a little better. Yeah. Uh, as far as the match for me, I didn't shoot way I expected. I'm uh, still struggling with my pistol. It's sometimes I shoot well, sometimes I don't. And it, it I didn't expect to be amazing at this match because I knew going into it, it was just such a different style, natural terrain, and just doing some reading. I I wasn't necessarily expecting to be like my best performance ever, but I still expected to at least shoot better than I did. Mm-hmm. But uh, had some rifle issues, which I didn't really figure out. I just thought... I just thought I sucked <laughs> up until I finished up the my final long range stage, which happened to be the big, big one, stage two. And while I couldn't touch my handguard afterwards, I happened to when I was putting it in the back of the truck. I happened to notice through the handguard, and yes, Sunday night, as soon as I got home, I tore it apart. But I don't know if it's going to show up on camera. But right up on this edge, you can see there's a little bit of a wear mark right up here. Right yeah. up near the top, and it's the same thing on the other side. So it was rubbing. I thought I had the tolerance in the handguard, but uh, it is very apparent that I did not have the required clearance in my handguard. Hmm. So that was it's one of those bittersweet moments. It's kind of cool that it may wasn't a hundred percent me, but still sucks that it was me because I, I I built it and. I thought it was fine, <laughs> but uh, so immediately I was thinking just new gas block, but uh, but yeah, I decided I'm not. I might still go hand block or hand block uh, gas block, but uh, one of the sponsors, Ergo, um, sponsor of the match, Ergo Grips, they uh, they were nice enough to put handguard on the table. So when I got to walk the table, I there was all the guns were gone, so I pretty much beelined it to the handguards. Had a nice close look at it and picked up a new handguard to yeah, nice. throw on this. And I did a test fit, just slide on backwards because it's actually really nice because my muzzle brake fits perfectly in the barrel nut on it. Nice. So I can make sure it's all centered and see that there is significant room all around it. It's still close, but it's enough to try out and actually get out to the range in different positions and. Mm. Make sure, but it definitely has more clearance than that uh, Aero Precision S1. And it actually doesn't feel a whole lot bigger than the S1, even though I really like the S1's uh, profile. It was nice and slim. I didn't necessarily want the rail 100% down the handguard. And I was going for color match, but the color match didn't even match. So now we're going for contrast. So I'll get that on soon. And yeah, but it was really good match. And then I ended up, so I did the match in two days, shot five stages on Wednesday and then four stages on Thursday and then worked stage seven, which was a hundred, 150 meter drainage gully pistol run. And it was it was a cool stage, but uh, it was it was definitely fun to run every shooter of this 150 170 shooter match through that thing for over three days. 
And uh, I think get your cardio in. What'd your steps look like for the day? I was about to get into that. I it was about twenty thousand steps a day, which then oh, it told nice. me it was about ten miles a day. I was doing nice, nice. So so yeah, definitely. By the end of Saturday, my shins were not liking me. Mm. By the end of Friday, my body, my soles of my feet were not liking me. <laughs> like, and that's ten miles. Um, chasing the guy, the likes of like Josh Freilich and like yeah. like speedy guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and really mental too. So it was a, it was a good exercise of the mind and the feet because now you got to figure out oh, did they engage that and scoring paper on uh, <laughs> ten miles. Kyle's full American now. I'm down here. I got to just speak. I can't even bother convert. Which that's actually oh that's sixteen kilometers. So, 16 kilometers a day, Tony. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, you're doing the mental stuff, too. And thankfully, there was two of us that could move, so one person could have the timer mm-hmm. watch for the failure to engage us because it was a failure FTE-heavy stage. And we, after I shot, I'm like, this is, this is going to be heavy on FTEs because people are just going to run past targets. And it was so easy to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was... It was a great time. Uh, definitely doing it ne- again next year, and I'll I'll staff it again next year because yeah, it's in my new home state. So it's the least I can do is go staff that major while I go shoot other majors as a competitor. Help help try and give back. Hmm. But um, Richard's asking how the new shoes worked out. Well, while my feet were sore. I'm really glad I was not wearing the baseball cleats because if I was wearing the baseball cleats, I, I would not be able to walk by the end of the day. Wow. So, so yeah, no, the shoes, the shoes worked out really well and I'm, I'm really glad I, I had them. Uh, but, but yeah, I bought a low capacity mag, a 20 round mag for this match. Didn't need it. Cause with this match in uh, like tack ops, you can't use your drum mag. So, I was preparing for different platforms to shoot off of. Uh, didn't I prep for the sling? Didn't need the sling either, but usually you do. But uh, yeah, that that was my week slash weekend, and uh, a low capacity twenty round. Yeah, I kind of did that on purpose, Tony. <laughs> but uh, this weekend I'm taking off. I'm gonna have to work on my truck. I should have parts showing up today, tomorrow, and uh, work on my truck. Next weekend, we have our local match. So, yeah, that's it for me. We'll get into upcoming events. And uh, Gord Kerr sent us one. And uh, it is Eagle Lake Gun Club is hosting their fourth annual Lane Leonard Memorial Outlaw match. The main event is Sunday, August 27th, 2023, start time 930. You can go search it up on practice score for all the information on the match. Uh, there's a three gun at MP3G on Saturday, August 19th, and that's in Peace River. And yeah, it starts at start up starts at 6 p.m. Friday. The match starts, uh, safety brief is nine o'clock. So uh, I believe registration opened for Chaz's September three gun today as well. Did it? Yep. Yep. Okay. Ooh. Uh, or you guys still got room for this weekend too, don't you? Yeah, I think they reduced the uh, the number of bays we're taking because we've got room. Yeah. Okay, so if you're 
in Alberta, you want to go shoot chess, go shoot chess. And ORA events are constantly being put up on practice score. And Maple Seeds are going. It's still Maple Seeds season. Uh, is this accurate, Edson? Yeah, I updated those all today. Okay, so we have open spots in Redmondville, New Brunswick this weekend. Edson, Alberta is next weekend. Nelson, BC has one spot. Hampton, New Brunswick has spots available. Chilliwack, BC, September 3rd has a few. Fort McMurray, North Battleford, Kananaskis will open for registration on August 15th. Chaz on September 30th has spots open. Okay. Ontario is sold up. Ontario is sold out. Most of them are. So we may have, we, I'm going to be releasing it on the map or another. Open some more. Holy jeez. Come on. What are you doing over there? Just put on some more matches or courses. Hey, FYI, what am I getting for my sandwich this year, by the way? Because I have one that's actually just like. One from last year. I beat you. I don't. I still need. We still need to update. I'll get the the meatball one. You want the meatball? You are a meatball. Okay. Um, Crystal's asking if you know how many spots in Edson. Lots, probably there a lot, lots, right? Like, okay. Yeah, there's there's only one sold, one ticket sold right now. That one's in danger of cancellation if we can't get some more. Oh no, Edson! That Edson has <laughs> a bunch of great shooters there, but yeah. they do. But great like they, they've had they've had a bunch of uh, like mini natural disasters over there that are kind of I uh, know yeah. the fires, the flooding. Hey, uh, unrelated to events, uh, yours is Wranglers. How many rounds do you have through them? Not like a thousand. No, not even close. No. I don't even have like no. I don't 50, even have fifty. 50? I have like yeah, fifty. Twenty. <laughs> I have so, probably a hundred. That's it. If any of our listeners have like a thousand rounds through them or so, do you have oh am I gonna be able to get that? There's a ridge of lead on the inside right there. That, that, that there it. you can see it. There you can see it. No, it's it's on the frame well, up here from uh-huh. coming off the forcing cone. Now I think it's lead. I would Do you have that. Is that normal? I would I would say that's carbon because of that massive yeah, gap be. between the cylinder and the barrel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it might. might be. So, anyways, I'm I'm uh, I'm cleaning my gun while we're uh, while we're doing the, the, the chat here. Look at you. <laughs> and, uh, I just wanted to know if you guys had seen that because I'm still trying to diagnose this thing. Maybe hmm. carbon. Okay. All right. Well, that is it for events right now. Uh, we get on to the news. Or do you have one, Kelly? No. Oh, okay. We get on to the news, and TACCOM has released dates for 2023. It'll be September 8th, 9th, and 10th. I think That's... they released them a while ago. I was gonna, I was gonna say, like <laughs> they they released them. Like, what? That's it's a little coming short up. Notice. It's coming up. I'm going. They released them a while ago. Yeah. Okay, I well, they were released, did they? I said they were coming up. Yes, no, I don't remember yeah. them re- releasing dates. So, oh yeah, the tickets are on sale. That's an Ontario thing. That's why you don't know mm. about it. It's the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Important. All right, they don't Toronto. advertise outside of Ontario or Go Toronto ahead. for that it's matter. In yeah. Toronto, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they advertise on the four hundred one, and the and the four hundred four. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of people flock to Toronto. Yeah. To uh, Mike's going to be at TACCOM again. Uh, are you? I probably will not be there. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you. I'm probably going to go. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, and Adriel, Richard's saying he has over 1,500 rounds on his. He'll check and send pictures when he's home. 
Wow, what an exact number. I don't have hmm. exact numbers for my any of my guns. I have like uh, a clock it, like you don't, I'm don't wondering you, you don't log you every do? bullet down range. You know? How did you do fifteen hundred rounds through a Wrangler? Uh, I track everything he does. Day. Actually, track everything. <laughs> wow. Does he have spreadsheets for everything? Probably. Wow, yeah. that's that's Richard. Wow. Very thorough. Well, we'll I, I, to... I bring mine to, to family days. That's that's how I got all the rounds through it. I would <laughs> never put fifteen hundred round like six at a time, push in yeah. and out. Well, never. <laughs> that's why I got like twenty rounds through mine. <laughs> <laughs> I always bring it to range days or to when I bring new shooters to the range and going here, try this. And then they're doing one at a time. They'll extract it. And then I'm going, let's go look at real guns now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Let's get into this entry. Five minutes per we? person to shoot a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get on to new gun stuff. New gun stuff is brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a bo- new boomstick? Bullseye North is kind of sh- shooting super Canada's shooting superstore and a proud supporter of the CCFR with a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter free shipping over $200 with some exclusions like ammo you can subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to their hottest deals and uh, they had a bunch of sales that ended just recently here, but they have this, the Celtic, speaking of Caltech, they have the Sub 2000 RDB and KS7 shotgun uh, back in stock. So they're Sub 2000s. Oh, I think Tony was mentioning they had them for 750 These are showing really? 99 Yes, they did. Oh. they did. And free oh, they're shipping. not on sale anymore. Yeah, mm. they had them on sale for 750 and I was tempted. They always yeah, get really good deals. I looked. I looked. Go and just... Mm-hmm. Sign up for the newsletter because it's a really good idea. They'll get all the hottest deals. And they all usually. the hottest. Yeah. And the Wednesday nights, they put out a new deal. It's usually pretty good. Hmm. Well, yeah. I guess I'll share my screen and do the whole, like, let's look at some some gun stuff together. Right? This one? This one? That one. Um. As I am a cheapskate, uh, this one called to me. Uh, Frontier Firearms has five to ten dollar holsters. <laughs> no, I'm five dollars. Don't, don't do it. They're don't. surplus leather holsters. Yeah, still don't do it. <laughs> Kelly, you know I have these. Oh, I know you have these, but and I've used still. them in matches. <laughs> oh come on! Like there's even Safari Land in there. What? Where? Safari Land duty. Oh yeah, duty holster. Left handed. Was ninety nine ninety five now nine ninety five? What's it in? Like uh, you know, ninety percent off cartridge. Uh, well, look at that left hand. What if I want to have another gun on my left side? Well, then, well, well, then you can two of them. dual wield. Yeah. What is this for Smith and Wesson four inch barrel heavy? Okay, well, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not into revolvers. I don't swing no. that way. Uh, East German leather flare gun holster. That sounds awesome. Molly tactical drop leg holster extender. No, thanks. Could you imagine going up to a track meet or something and putting your starter pistol in that? Uh, <laughs> now you're supposed to put your wallet and uh, license and registration in there. So when the cops pull you over, you, you can grab it really quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do that. Yeah. I recommend yeah. that. Totally. <laughs> 
it's a quick draw makes it easy yeah. uh the next one i don't i don't have a picture for it because they're sold out but uh, i want to mention it because it seems like something that iron guns is going to do more of they had a grand parts kit that was a screaming deal i think it was uh, 700 us for all the parts you needed except for the receiver so, so that means you could get a grand receiver that parts kit pay a gunsmith to tune the barrel, like time the barrel to the receiver and you could have a full M1 Garand for 1300 bucks. Mm. So if any of you are interested in getting a Garand for 1300 bucks, I would recommend watching iron guns for the next time they have one of those parts kit sales. And if you want to, you know, gamerize it, it's a kit. So no one should complain when you bubba eyes it for, for gamer style. Well, if you don't want the 30 odd six barrel that it comes with, you could, and it's a used barrel it comes with, you could get uh, like a 308 instead. And then you have all the parts and you just, uh, like, uh, M1 Grand barrels aren't that expensive. 350, 400 or so, you can get yourself another, a, a brand new barrel in 308 or 30 odd six and uh, have there something pretty good. So keep an eye out for those. Um, just while we're, while we're on those ones, I want to just show some Turk shit here. Um, they have the uh, Panzer Arms uh, BP-12. These are the like bullpup uh, Turkish uh, shotguns. They have them for three ninety nine US. Either US. the Panzer Arms or the PW Arms, which hmm. look to be the uh, same thing. Maybe a slightly different plastic stock on them. But uh, anyways, well, ones for for snow time, for winter time because yeah. it's white. Yeah. I need a white gun again. I need to spray paint so, one of my guns white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see you miss gun. your stormtrooper gun. I miss my well, I guess it's sitting on the floor right now, but no, something I can actually take out and shoot in snow. Yeah, I guess I could. No one would see it, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What do you have in your hands? Some snow, yeah, or take uh, a green screen and paint it green. <laughs> that works. I'm pretty sure that works. It'll work like uh, Kelly's crossbow tonight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Tezro is doing some in-house uh, bolt action builds, uh, so they're doing some custom rifle builds, and uh, they are uh, they're in stock. They're ready to sell, so they're right around five or six grand. Uh, they've got like two, two, three, six, five Creedmoor, six BR, six uh, BR, six five Creedmoor, and six BR. Yeah, but uh, in like Kdex Chase chassis or Stars Pro or all sorts of other spacey PRS uh, rifle kind of things. Very so. nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, there are. Uh, the next one here, I don't know why I had somebody from Iron Guns, but they must have posted more on CGN. They had their Henry Repeating Arms H001ML. This is the uh, Mare's Leg 22 uh, for 454 US. So you can get those. Uh, and then Cabela's had a couple of, they have their Wild Wednesday on sale on today. There's a couple of notable ones in there. They had the Stevens 320 field grade pump action shotgun for $269, which is uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Good That's price. Uh, 28-inch barrel, comes with a choke, and you can get more with it. And uh, what? It's got the fiber optic sight. Oh, that's for the turkey one. You don't get that for the plain Jane cheap one. Mm. <laughs> uh, Oh, speaking of which one's cheap, which one's good. I, I, I did make another article for the Hunting Your Guy website. All the Savage trim models like F or BV or, or whatever, I put those all up on my site because it's kind of hard to decode those. Mm. Uh, 
And then, yeah, they've got the Magpul bipods with 1913 or M-Lock for 160 which is cheap for those. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If you're ever wondering about which Savage rifle codes mean what, uh, I got them all right here. It's like XP, G, B, V, and that kind of thing, and whatever. So Nice. Some people were asking on Discord. I'm like, oh, I think I found an article, and the article kind of sucked. I'm like, oh, I can make a better one. And I did. And you did. Anyways, that's all the new gun stuff I found. Cool. We'll get into the main topic. All right, and tonight we have Jared Buker on. Jared is one of the match directors for Rocky Mountain 3-Gun. So welcome to the show, Jared. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, to start off with, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are? <laughs> um, I, um, I've been staff at Rocky Mountain 3-Gun for almost 10 years. I got drugged down there because uh, I was chasing a girl. And I'd never been in three-gun before. And um, anyway, I, I've been I staffed there for 10 years. I became really close friends with the directors. And when they decided to step out of the match, they, t- they uh, turned it over to me and my wife and um, another gentleman that was staffed there as well. Cool. Uh, well, why don't you just... Uh, so you've been with Rocky Mountain for a while. Why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown? Like how long... Rocky Mountain's been going for for quite a while. How did that whole match progress? And Rocky Mountain's been going on for twenty. This is our twenty first year, and uh, from what I understand, and there, I've heard different stories of it. Denise Johnson could tell you better, but um, it originally was Soldier of Fortune was the name of the match, and actually started in Las Vegas. And um, at one point, the match was moved to Colorado. It became Rocky Mountain Three Gun. There was different people who took it over, and uh, the Johnsons took the match over. I th- I think it was an 05 or something like that. But I mean, it's been a, a, around a long time. Uh, many of the people that are still involved in Rocky Mountain Three Gun today um, were there at the beginning, um, which, which just makes it aw- awesome for us. It, it, it's it's uh, different, I think, than other Three Gun matches because there's such a family appeal to it. We come down and and. When I see Kyle next year, there'll be hugs and, and whatever. It's like somebody just left at a restaurant the day before, you know, and, and uh, very much has that environment to it. We're very focused on being a serious, uh, one of the premier three-gun matches in the nation. At uh, one point, Rocky Mountain three-gun used to have an uh, international match, too, where we actually had different teams come in from different countries all around the world. And uh, that some of those guys are still there today because they got a bug for Rocky Mountain. Uh, the, this year we had shooters from um, four different countries that I can think of that I was helping get their gear and ammo and everything to the mat. So, yeah, Rocky Mountains is kind of its own animal. The, in the three-gun world, there's so much three-gun out there. And um, we've always said we don't compete with anybody. We're, or we uh, we just kind of offer a unique product. We're, we're out there at 7,000 feet uh, running in the gullies of the, of the mountains in northern New Mexico. And um, it's something different. It, it really is. So did, did you say that it started out with uh, uh, Soldier of Fortune? So it was Soldier of Fortune, then it turned into something else. And, and you guys have that legacy from that original Soldier of Fortune match? That's correct. Yeah, that was the original wow. match with Soldier of Fortune. And um, the, the old match format, the, every stage was blind. You came up to a stage and you didn't see a single mm-hmm. stage until you started it. They just wow. told you what weapons to take with you. Has it always been an open terrain match like it is or... No, it's not. No, it was not. I, I, in Vegas, it was. In um, Colorado, it was actually it was run on a range. 
and um, they they ran it down in Pueblo for a while too before it moved to the uh, mountains and at the Whittington Center. And that's uh, the Whittington Center is just its choice. That's um, fifty two square miles of terrain and, and ranges and game and everything out there. And it's just it's a great shooting venue. Another part of Rocky Mountain Three Gun that uh, a lot of people don't know about, except for the diehards, is He Man Nationals. And, and every year um, we shoot the He-Man three-gun nationals before Rocky Mountain three-gun. And, and uh, same style match. There's less stages. There's only six stages. But uh, that match is focused on heavy calibers like 308, 45, and pump shotgun. And that match sold out, I think, in less than a month whenever we posted online. Um, wow. Didn't realize that. But you have Wee Man part of the, as part of that as well, don't you? Or nowadays you do? <laughs> <laughs> so you have He-Man and Wee-Man class. So uh, the original He-Man was Eddie Rhodes. He was a police officer. And uh, if you go back and read the blogs and all this stuff in the early 2000s, he's the one credited with starting heavy division in three-gun was Eddie Rhodes. And uh, he used to have these shirts that said, nine millimeter makes you weak. And so uh, Eddie Rhodes died unexpectedly. And... Um, Denise Johnson from Rocky Mountain Three Guns started the He-Man Nationals to honor Eddie Rhodes. And we've always had a He-Man and a We-Man class. And We-Man, you can basically run anything you want, as long as it's 223 or not 308. <laughs> it used to be okay. back in the day, too. And we may bring this back. I don't know. It was fun. You got a green shirt for shooting He-Man class. You got a pink shirt if you shot We-Man. Well, a third of us at the match are We-Men, you know, because I didn't have money for an AR-10 at the time. <laughs> And the guys would come out on the stage and I'm wearing a Barbie pink shirt and, and they'd make fun of it. And say, you have no clue how hard I worked to earn this Barbie pink shirt, man. And <laughs> I've got a collection of them in the closet too. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, I guess, yeah. So E-Man Nationals and Rocky Mountain do kind of fall in to each other. Uh, so I, I know you guys are already working on next year's match. So like how much work actually is entailed to put on a match of this caliber? And do you just, do you set up for He-Man nationals and then just carry over to Rocky mountain or are they completely different? Uh, the, the work, it takes about a year to put those two matches on the ground. Um, we were already scouting areas before for next year, before we finished this match. Uh, when we finished the match the next day, I was driving around with a range officer and we were clearing stages and meeting with the center, finalizing our dates. We're already working on sponsorship right now. And um, we'll go start putting stages on the ground in January for He-Man. Um, we'll have, that takes us a few months to set because there's so many, there's so many shooting matches that take place at the Whittington Center. There's areas that aren't available to us. So uh, they're shooting a two, two mile long uh, precision match somewhere. We can't access the canyon until the match is over. And so we actually have to schedule our setup times around matches on the grounds. And then we go down and, and plan trips to go put stages on the ground. Um, we bring volunteers from Philmont and from in town to help us out because it's a lot of work to get those uh, targets up on the mountainside and whatnot. We, we have different series of backpacks we use our tactical backpacks that we put targets in and uh, you'll have somebody carrying up the other parts of the targets and it's an adventure. It really is. So when we get He-Man on the ground, we, we uh, shoot those six stages in May. And then we generally keep those six stages or parts of them. And we modify them. Like you'll, you won't see the same stage at Rocky. You may see part of one stage. And then we add three more for Rocky Mountain, uh, Rocky Mountain three guns. We have nine. Okay. And 
I mean, just to get the scale, you're hiking targets out a ways, like through the high desert mountains. Uh, how far are are typically shooting? You guys, I, I, I try to keep it uh, within 600 yards if we can, um, you know, two to 600 yards. I, I want you to be challenged. I want you to bring your rifle skills, you know, and, and when we shoot bay matches, a lot of times it's lots of fast, up close and personal rifle. And I love that. But everything changes when you get past 100 yards, 200 yards. And uh, uh, oftentimes at Rocky Mountain 3-Gun, the most common thing I hear is my scope is off. And your scope probably is not off. Uh, <laughs> you're just, there's some wind out there or some crosswinds or some swirling winds. or uh, We actually pick terrain often looking at that. I may mm-hmm. give you an up-close and personal rifle stage and everybody misses the targets. Well, it's because the wind swirls through that canyon. And the guys that know how to read wind go out and just rock it. And the guys that don't spend a lot of time out on in, in the prairies or whatnot, they struggle a little more. But hopefully they learn something at the match. Yeah, learn how to, well, not learn how to learn that they got to go spend some time with their rifle and learn to win calls. <laughs> They're generally at the zero range going, I got to go fix my scope. And I say, okay, well, hurry back. They'll go confirm <laughs> and say, man, it's on. And <laughs> anyway, it happens yeah. every match. <laughs> so I need to learn how to read wind. Yeah. The uh, Ipsic that we're out at, like 480 to 500, how big are they? It's a standard size Ipsic, standard size Ipsic gong. So it's the size of a male, you know. Um, oh, so it's a, it's a Ipsic target, just a steel. Okay. Yeah, it's just a big AR-500. AR I figure if I'm going to put them out far enough for you, you know, that at least you have a chance at hitting it. Um, that's, that's smaller than I was expecting them to be, but... Uh, Cool. Really? Yeah. No, you did great on the rifle stage. So uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> trust me, I was looking at scores. You did great on the rifle stage. So there's a lot of people melted down on that because that that draw we picked there, they call the hogback. It's very a uh, very challenging place to shoot rifle. I did really well on it because I've shot there for ten years, and uh, the first two years I, I looked really poor, <laughs> like, yeah. really poor on my rifle. Yeah. Oh, that stage too. That that kicked my butt. That. <laughs> It was too long in retrospect, but God, it was fun. Oh, I yeah, don't. I think we have it's like what you were ground. saying. It's j- your skill and testing your uh, your riflemanship. And I read that going into this match that it's it's a rifleman's match for sure. Very much. So. If if you can't shoot your rifle, you're you're not going to do well at the match. But uh, but yeah, no. At stage two, I thought it was fine if you knew how to shoot your rifle, but I I, I did not this weekend. <laughs> a big aspect of, of Rocky Mountain Three Gun, and we clarify this often, is I'm trying to get you out of your head. Um, I've shot in Berms my whole life, and then then this cute little woman I was dating takes me to a three gun match, and my life's turned inside out. Like I I thought I'd shot guns before, right? <laughs> and I didn't even own the gear to do such a thing, and. When you're out shooting um, the burn, even the burn matches I've shot, they're a lot of fun. They're very challenging. Guys put down amazing matches. When we shoot in terrain, we're limited by the areas that we can even access, where we can park people, where we can put porta potties to get people in and out. And oftentimes, you're shooting into the sun. Um, the wind whips through there. There's every challenge you can imagine. We have live, <laughs> we have uh, animals walk through our stages. I don't know if you saw that this year, Kyle, but we often have to stop a stage because there's a bear or some deer. Or... I had heard about a deer, and then I had heard that a rattlesnake got shot because it was behind a target. <laughs> That's a wonderful story. Uh, there was a bear <laughs> on that very same stage. On stage five, uh, two of the competitors got pictures of the bear. Oh, really? And th- these things will happen during the match, but people will complain because they were staring into the sun. 
or mm. because the wind. It's just too windy to shoot rifle today. <laughs> yeah. well, well, that's kind of the point where you're getting you out of your head so where you train, you max the guys was, that are really good at that come out and they just rock it because they it train was, for all those conditions. It was not windy this this match. Like I, I've shot in Saskatoon. It's middle of the prairies and it's it's windy there. <laughs> and the wind, like you're talking the swirls there, it's burn match out to like 300, but the wind still swirls and it will throw you right off target there. That's funny. Yeah, I don't think you can complain about shitting into this sun, or you get a, you can complain if a bear eats you, or like you get a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, that's something to be complaining well, about. People yeah. get really mad. I, I had two competitors that uh, were really upset because they they ended up finishing late one day, and legitimately the sun was in their eyes. If mm-hmm. I had gone and I had dropped down on the rifle prop and I got behind my scope, I would have been staring in the big sun. Mm. If you watch other guys that shot at that same time of day, they came up on their elbows. They weren't as stable, but what they did is they eliminated the sun. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's just, uh, you just thought different. But it's part of shooting. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And everybody is on a different stage. So, you know what? They may be shooting into the sun at a different stage. So it's part of shooting. getting bad wind or... Stop making excuses, people. (laughs) Just shoot. I have a valid excuse this year. We'll get into that when I do what (laughs) I did. Oh, sorry. Not valid. (laughs) It might be my own stupidity, but I had a valid excuse. (laughs) Well, there you go. Taking ownership. I told rotator cuff going into the match and I knew I was going to struggle with my shotgun and I got through three stages. Okay. And my own shotgun stage like took me out. It did. My, my shoulder was done. The guy that was uh, ROing me kept asking me if I was okay. He said, you look like you're in pain. Uh, anyway, but we still, you just, you just plug through and I had a great time. Well, while we start going through the stages and what kind of challenges each stage presented, like that shotgun stage, that, that wasn't a small shotgun stage. No, yeah, yeah. We, we keep those between 36 and 40 targets generally. Yeah. And, and so we'll have you 80 to 120 yards generally, but you're in terrain. So you, you could be running downhill, uphill. Um, or both. <laughs> yeah, both. Generally both, right? Yeah. Your barrel's going to get hot. Oh, it, 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 yeah, it. it did. Ah. Okay, so stage two was basically long range. And... Yes. uh so you you had like four paper, a bunch of uh, T-post targets, and then you had one position where you had six, we'll call them metal man or flasher targets, ranging, I think I ranged those, those were ranging from like 80 yards out to 400 at that four, first position, I yes. think. Yes. And then you had an Ipsic that was at 480 in that position, mm-hmm. or maybe that was 500 there. No, it was 500 there. Second position, they were closer to 480. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're, you, once you did that, you ran to your second position. You had eight targets, same thing, ranging from 80 to 400 yards. And these metal men targets, what were they? They were, were those a 12 inches or 10s? Uh, generally, they're 12. Once we get past 300 yards, we try to go up to 16s for you. That doesn't always happen, though. You know, uh, <laughs> so, sometimes we put one out there that's a little harder to hit. It's just, it's so small at range, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and then you had the then you had two of the F six that were like four eighty. Yeah, yeah, four eighty, yeah. and that's right. You'd be right. The other, the first position was farther back towards the start. So, yeah, that's classic Rocky Mountain three gun right there. We always try to throw down a rifle stage to make you work for it. Yeah, every shooter was, in the match could have uh, probably cleared half those targets yeah, if they yeah. they were just trying. Yeah. Well, I know that my barrel got so hot on that one that I, I couldn't 
touch my hand guard anymore. I was like, okay, I, I can't touch it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The shotgun stage is like that too. Yes. It, it really hits yeah. your shotgun up. And so you learn how to manipulate yeah. that weapon under real extreme conditions. Yeah. I want everyone who reloads strong hand over the shoulder to go shoot that stage. So they learn not to rotate the gun in their hand when they reload. <laughs> Weak. Just use weak hand. <laughs> yeah. You literally you see because I load that way and, and, and I forgot my glove. And uh I, yeah, you see the guy gripping the side of the shotgun. He looks really girly running down the thing, but he's he can't touch it. <laughs> pistol yeah. stage too. Your pistol stage, what you you had 40 targets oh. over a hundred plus yards. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was four it was forty <laughs> targets, fifty-two rounds minimum. And oh, you're running down this well, this drainage gully that was, I would put it about 100, 150 yards up, down, and around. Sure. <laughs> I went up at him where everybody says this is so long. They told me, I don't even want to walk it again to look at the targets. This is too long. Well, and then uh, you, then you put me to work pile. that one. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, because you've got legs. You've got legs. What was your top shooter? Do you remember his score? Uh Yes, it was uh, Josh Freilich, and he got 62 seconds on that. 40 targets, 120, what, 120 150 yards, you said, in 62 yeah. seconds. And they're With hidden. Me. Like, you have to remember where they all are. Like, I, You're shooting was, uphill, downhill, across, uh, through trees. Um, we yeah. had a 17-year-old boy who actually took first place at the match. Good job, Varick. Yeah, yeah Varick uh, shot it in 67 seconds. And he had a pistol malfunction on the stage that he had yeah. to clear on the clock. Oh, yeah, that was wild. So he had a pistol malfunction, like a double feed. He had to rip his mag, rack his gun, reload it. And then about three quarters of the way through, he had like one of those stutter steps. So ran forward probably about 10 feet, ran back about eight because he thought he missed a shot on paper and saw that it was good and then finished the stage. Just, That's why Kyle was there. Half the staff, including myself, probably couldn't have kept up with the kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really. You're going to see some of the best shooters in the country every time you come out to Rocky Mountain 3-Gun yeah. because they, they want the challenge, They and uh, they know there's going to be some fun out there too. Yeah. So uh, we'll get back to the stage. Stage 3 was a was a shorter one. A little, I, I would say besides just the setting was more of what somebody would might be used to for like a base style. They had three three shooting positions off the bridge. You know, you had four four targets. I would say, what was the max range there? I think two fifty was the long one on that stage. Oh, really? Or not, okay. maybe, maybe not even two fifty. Um, lazy. I didn't even range that because I didn't think it was that far. <laughs> it was, but yeah, as long as you're dead hold on your three, you're probably good, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there was a bunch of pistol along the little drainage that you did. Like, that was a that was a fun stage. Well, they I were really, all fun stages. They were all fun stages. But, wait, uh, with stage four, we decided uh, this is our first year taking over the match, and, and we're walking into the, uh, something we don't know what we're doing. We've set up stages for years with the match directors, but we've never been on this end of it. And um, we threw down a berm stage on stage four. Yeah. you know. But it was a Rocky Mountain berm stage. You're shooting down <laughs> to the end of a gully. There's uh, small rifle targets. Everything was up close and personal, but you're shooting uphill. The target's only 180 yards out. But it's it's probably there's a 200 yard climb on that target too, and um, it makes you shoot. Everybody misses them. They sit down and then they reacquire their sights. They see where they're hitting, you know, and and they're able to neutralize them. Yeah. And then why don't you tell us about stage five? That was another unique setting. 
one of the great things out at the uh, NRA Whittington Center is um, there's an old mining town there. It's a ghost town. And there's just uh, there's the ruins of, of so many buildings. Like, and so this year we shot at the company store and there's still some walls left from the original company store in Van Houten, New Mexico. And we shot through the window of a company store and ran out the door with mm-hmm. our rifle, went down uh, engaging shotgun targets, targets down until you get to a stream bed and then ran up the stream bed shooting pistol. And um, that, that was classic tar- uh, classic Rocky Mountain there too. You know, small targets, they're up close and personal up front. And uh, anyway, I thought that was fun. That was probably our most complimented stage at the match was the company store this year. That was a fun stage. I guess you should preface all the paper at this match. What the, those were half ipsic or thirds? Uh, that's got to be a third. I, I, went, I was I, thinking there were third ipsic target. Yeah, like we, we don't the, run uh, the big ones out there. We don't because the weather is so bad. The uh, targets don't even last one day. And we get any moisture out there. And with the wind, when it comes up out there, they just shred the large targets. So everything's small. Yeah. Well, I love it because it's like, oh, paper. Yes, I can open up. Oh, it's. So one third. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a match out there a few years ago. It wasn't Rocky Mountain Three Gun? Is a good good friend of mine, Greg Greason, put it on. Um, where only a zone, only uh, headshots or chest shots counted. Oh, didn't matter where else you hit on the turn. And that was pistol and rifle. And that was I thought it was going to be really hard, and it just stopped, and it made every shooter think. Concentrate. And everybody yeah. actually ran it pretty well. You know. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, we were already talking about stage six a bit, that shotgun stage. Uh, how many targets was that? I think we, we were talking, it was like over, just over 30 targets or something like that. It, I, I think it was right at 40. We, we counted 37 birds, including the flyers. And then you had the two slug gongs. And uh, we tried to really bring it for the shotgun stage. You know, you, you've got static things, things that you can hit. Uh, we have so much terrain out there and we get to use it. And you got to keep your head on a swivel because there's targets everywhere. <laughs> And we have mountainsides and we hills that we like to use because we can throw flyers off either side of the hills in front of you. And uh, Ben Herman did such a good job designing that stage this year. He, he had uh, doubles, uh, double midi toasters that throw straight up. That's a hard shot, you know. And once you get a couple doubles, guys get those and they they love shooting them. There was doubles down at the end. We had one guy throw a uh, the aerial clay and instead of stopping, it was actually Ben Herman. Instead of shooting the aerial clay. He ran down two more steps and shot the next activator and threw yeah. two more birds and he smoked all three of them. And, and uh, yeah. the video is great. Everybody's just screaming. And, and that's a good time. Well, come to think of it, I think you only had two targets that were a single thrower. Every other thrower was a double bird thrower. That's good. <laughs> we did that last year. Uh, we had done doubles in a while. We did one last year and people loved and hated it. And uh, I said, that's coming back. And then Brian put Brian Moffat designed stage nine and uh, he had three doubles on that stage, which I went If he told me that on the phone, I would have said, that's too much. And I went out and I walked it and I said, where's my shotgun? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to shoot this thing. This looks fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So then we talked about stage seven, the the pistol gully run. We talked about that one. And then stage eight was another three gun. And that was the other long range stage as well so we walk that walk us through that one we, we love shooting that area we've shot there for a long time and because there's uh so many options we can do so we gave you metalman targets out in the field a couple different shooting positions we gave you another 500 target and that was a 24 inch plate is what that was at 500 so that's okay. not a very big target but um 
anyway, so we gave you a 24 inch metal minute at 500 and you, you started there, you shot your rifle from two different positions. You had a rifle you take in between too. You know, you go shoot your long range and, uh, um, get you running. Now we're going to get you running, shooting stuff up close before you drop down on a not so stable position. And you got to re reacquire those targets and, and, uh, get rid of your shotgun or your, excuse me, your rifle, dry your shotgun and run up the hill. And, uh, that was a true, we're trying to make that classic Rocky three gun running around there, shooting all your birds. You have a slug target there on the end. Uh, slugs are hard as you see at the mm -hmm. match, you know, yeah. and, uh, get rid of your shotgun. And, and then you finish on an array of, uh, pistol steel and paper. And I love that stage. You're running uphill the entire time. You're gassed when you're done. You're aghast and it's hard. The terrain, you got to watch your feet everywhere because oh, there's yeah. cactus and everything else out in front of you. And rattlesnakes, as they found on <laughs> fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then stage nine. What was that? That one was uh, that was the shotgun pistol. And you had you had some sporty pistol shots on that one. Well, actually, you had some sporty pistol shots throughout most of it, but that one definitely had some sporty pistol shots. Did. Yeah, Brian Moffat, he, he brought that stage. He was trying to challenge you guys on them. They're right there in front of you. But you have to stop and aim after you've been running for the last 30 targets, you know, and uh, it, it's good. It slows you down. We actually had a DQ there because somebody was going so fast. He he turned mm. back on one that he had already shot even. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think what was the farthest pistol? Something like it had to have been like 40 yards or something. I, yeah, I wouldn't say it was about 40 yards. Yeah. We finished that on an array of... Uh, we call them you know, the ABC yeah. targets, and yeah. uh, there was five ABCs. Yeah, I didn't gauge out to forty yards. Yeah, I think those are about two thirds IPSC. Yes, I think yeah. Yeah. sounds right. Yeah, we and use those kinda... as rifle targets a lot too, Kyle, and we put those yeah. out because we can put them up on hillsides on hangers. You you can't set normal target stands up. You're you're putting them on on a mountainside or something, and so you have to get crafty when you're setting yeah. targets sometimes. Oh, for sure. I saved the most interesting stage for last stage one. That one, that one was cool. That one was really cool. And uh, why don't you walk us through a stage one, the, the blind stage. So we couldn't walk this stage or anything. You were just walked up there and here you go. Yeah, we, we had the whole thing. We couldn't do the entire plan. You're actually starting. It's an old mobile home that different government agencies use to train in out on the Whittington Center. And uh, we used it as a blind stage. And uh, you're sitting on you're sitting on the john. Sitting on the toilet whenever uh, originally uh, Emily um, had designed a, she wanted a rifleman, which had the stage layout in it. That was your stage brief. You'd sit down, you'd see this layout, grab your guns and go. And we couldn't make it work on a major level. So we decided to walk up and have an RO walk you every time. But that stage was fun. We brought you in, we sat down, um, you got very little direction and we had color coded windows and we made it easy. When you, the timer went off, you entered a hallway, you loaded your pistol and first window's red you sh shot all the red targets we will not tell you how many there are we'll we'll tell you if you've engaged them all if you ask but the ro just stays silent and then you run to white and then you run to blue and you would ditch your pistol and you grab your rifle and you run out into the living room of the mobile home drop down on one side and you're engaging metalman targets up on the hill out to about 250 260 and then you'd run to the other side of the mobile home and you had some up close and personal rifle targets out to i think about 70 yards maybe they're closer than that but, um, and then you ran to a bedroom again with your rifle shooting your AR out of the mobile home window at your last target, got rid of your, your rifle and take off running uh, out the front door where you grab your shotgun. Or if you're Matt back, you jump off the stairs and you run by the first <laughs> few targets. But 
I have to give Matt, <laughs> Matt a hard time for that because he did such a good t- job. He missed two targets. But then you proceeded down a path engaging shotgun targets, which finished on a slug. And the best part of that stage for me is that it was blind. Everybody, they get so nervous. And you have so many people that really, really good accomplished shooters in three gun that don't want something like that because they can't have a stage plan. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing to yep. it. You, you can't game it. You know, and and, uh, every one of those guys, there was exceptional times on that. It took longer to go sit them on the toilet than it did uh, to have them run the stage. I know that was my best stage. I think I got a seventh place finish in my division on that one. Good job. Good job. And I I do owe you an apology for body checking you after ditching my uh, (laughs) rifle. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. No, it's it's good. It's all all part of the job. Yeah, ask, uh, what was it, point? Our our, our RO on six on the shotgun stage, got body checked several times and someone had to run back for a mag. And the guy actually tripped on the stage. I think he did a somersault and the clock came flying out of his hand while a open shooter's running. And the oh. other one rose, scooped the, the clock up out of the grass and just finished the guy and, and uh, <laughs> nobody was the wiser. Yeah. yeah, but you know, that stage one was was fun. And I, I, I didn't have an issue with it being a blind stage. I would have loved to have shot it as just a normal stage to get a plan. That would have been absolute riot but it was it was a fun stage and i think it was a good blind stage so in the past we've been known for blind stages up there and you uh we shoot other matches where there's lots of blind stages and you may come up um our last big blind stage there was 42 pistols steel in a gully and you walked up blindfolded they took off the blindfold and they hit start and you had to find every one of them you know and uh it was a lot of fun you know you you got nervous about it i think i killed every one of them I could not imagine doing stage seven blind. I could not imagine doing that. <laughs> That's a hard stage blind. Yeah. Yeah. Ben hit those targets well. Yeah. yeah. Which makes yeah. you stop and acquire your sights and really shoot at them, you know? And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. You're second guessing. Did I get that one? <laughs> right. That was in a winding gully, guys. You literally ran down a hill, up a hill, down a hill, and you dropped into this winding gully. And, it was partially uphill, but the targets were everywhere from in front of you to on either side and up on the mountainside as you're running by. And um, yeah. it was a challenging stage. Yeah. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the Whitting Center, but uh, like the grand scale, I, I know when I got pulled in, I got told it was over 30,000 acres. And the security was sure to tell me that it was like the largest public range in the world. And they claim that yeah. Yeah, they they claim they claim it, but yeah, like it, I know it's a phenomenal facility. They got the cabins there, and those are, am I right? Right, those are available to rent like year round. You can just go there, kind of like a destination range, and rent the cabins. Go spend your time there. My wife and I, uh, we actually we travel a lot, and when we're on the road, we've been known to pull into the Whittington Center because I, I go get a room in the, one of the cabins. There's a full kitchen there full refrigerator and everything. And it costs what it costs in town. So we just stop by the grocery store. If we're going to be there for a couple of days and we'll be barbecuing or we got stuck there in a snowstorm for three days. And uh, we had food in the fridge sitting at the cabin, just watching the snow. And our, that, I love the Whittington center. I can't, uh, the grounds there. That's why Rocky mountains there. I, I was thinking about that a while back. I said, why has this always been here? It's so hard. Every person that comes to our match has to come from somewhere. We have very few locals and there's no major airport. No. Uh, you can fly into what Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Colorado Springs, Denver. That's it. Yeah. And you've, well, got, you've got to come to us, you know, and, and yeah. uh, that just it boggles my mind to have a facility like that in a place like Raton because the local population can't support that place. It yeah. doesn't 
it doesn't have the population base to support it. Like it, they thrive on being a destination range, I guess, or and then the grand scale of competitions that they put on, I guess. Some of the uh, better known uh, rifle, shotgun, and pistol competitions you'll see uh, bench rest. Um, shotguns huge at the Weddington Center. And you'll see a lot of the national matches, state championships, uh, you name it, all come to the Weddington Center, and uh, that's what keeps that place. Just, it is it's packed uh, for three quarters of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's encourage everybody to check it out. It's it's a must see venue for sure. Uh, something got uh, released today. You, dates for next year. You want to go over for next year? A shameless plug, right? I'm all about the shameless plugs. Um, and Keltec, our, our title sponsor, is coming in big next year. They're they're already planning it, leaving the match. So uh, Rocky Mountain Three Gun is going to be uh, August. The competitor shoot is August 9th through 11th. For anybody that wants to come staff like Kyle, maybe if we can twist your arm again, um, we'll do our competitor or staff shoot the three days before that, just like we did before. And um, uh, I, I've got to pull up the dates for He-Man while I'm doing sh- shameless plugs. Yeah, sure. And just I already told you before I even left the the range on Sunday, I'm I'm in for staff next year. We appreciate. We had a lot of people. It's a crazy thing. So you drove all the way to Raton. We had people coming from all over the country just to come work the match. And then you, um, uh, the competitors were signing up to staff the match as they were leaving, you know, and, and uh, they came out, they experienced it and said, man, I want to do this. And, and that, it sucked me and I've been there for a long time. See, He-Man, uh, the He-Man Three Gun Nationals is going to be at the Whittington Center this year on May 18th and 19th with the staff shoot being on the 16th and 17th. And again, the, we, we uh, it's a heavy metal match, but I think at, at the last match, 40% of the match were probably shooting Wee Man. Okay. And uh, half the time I shoot Wee Man class at, at there yeah. too. And, and it's, it's just Wee Man. You don't split up Wee Man to open Tac Ops Limited, anything like that. The great thing about shooting Wee Man is if you're a Tac Ops guy, you can come in. That's the one match. You can use your shooting bags. You can use uh, coupled mags, bipods. We allow all your gear if you're shooting Wee Man class. So females, if they're shooting 40 cal, right, are they um, given a class themselves like, you know, She-Ra or? <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. My wife so wants to call it She-Ra class. It's Lady He-Man. And, and keep in mind, the He-Man was, was it's for the guy. He's the, <laughs> now it's he called She-Ra. But yeah, Emily wants it to be She-Ra. And it was, uh, in fact, uh, we have a, a woman that shoots Lady He-Man that is uh, just as good as any of the men on the grounds. Most of the time she's there. Yeah. Yeah, we have a large, large group of uh, women and junior shooters at both of those matches. That just makes us smile. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, we got to give you a chance to do some shows, but first off, I want to thank you, Jared, for for everything, for letting me come up, staff the match, and feeding me, providing room for while I was working. Everything, you know, it was a, it was a heck of an experience, and like I said, I'm I'm de- I'm in for next year. I love that. I love that. Hey, um, so our, ma- our match dates are, are posted for next year. Um, we're looking for staff. It's one of the, the funnest things you can do, and you get to see some of the best shooters in the world. And um, what we do for our staff is they get to shoot the match early. We pay for their rooms at the Whittington Center the days that they're working for us. We cover their lunches and their dinners the entire time. And uh, we always work with our sponsors. Vortex is one of the best at providing us stuff for our staff. And uh, Vortex brought us... Uh, 
Vortex uh, brought us binoculars, razor binoculars for a staff member at one match, Furies at another match, and they donated a uh, beautiful razor scope, $3,600 scope to raffle off for uh, a junior program at the Whittington Center. But anyway, um, our dates are up. We're looking for staff. Our registration will be, uh, it's January 1st every year for both the matches. And sign up quick. Last year, we, we sold out Rocky Mountain 3 again in a few weeks. And we were on a, we were on a, How much is I'm it sorry? to sign up? How much is it to sign up? We haven't posted our rates yet for next year. They're going up okay. a little bit because the rooms at the Whittington went up a little bit on us this year. Um, okay. uh, but uh, He-Man's more than likely it's going to be $250 for He-Man. And it's probably $375 for Rocky next year. Okay. And um, as part of that, and that's that's for the competitors. For you. If you come out as staff, you, you pay for your room the two or three days you shoot. And um, and then we take care of you the rest of the time. We even feed you while you're shooting. So Nice. And, and uh, uh, shameless plugs, uh, I, I can't say enough about our sponsors, Caltech, Ergo Grips, is their 25th year, and uh, Ergo's been at the match longer than anybody. And oh. if anybody hasn't seen Ergo Grips, you need to go check them out. Um, but Ergo Grips, Armaspec, Mossberg, uh, Springfield, um, JP Rifles, you know, King of the Mountain. We had so many wonderful guys come in, and, and there's uh, so many. I'll, I'll forget most of them if I try. But uh, just thank you to our sponsors, and uh, yeah. they, they're the what makes that happen for us every year. You do, and if you're wondering who sponsored the match, you guys do a good job of uh, posting up on Facebook on all the sponsors and putting them all up. I know the last couple of days you guys have been posting stuff up on that. Oh yeah, and I'll do. We'll do some shout outs to sponsors going forward too. I like to get pictures of their team because so many of our sponsors send shooting teams. Awesome. Well. Thank you again, Jared. Thanks for an awesome match. Thanks for taking care of me while I was up there. And uh, thanks for coming on tonight to help promote Rocky Mountain and tell tell the world what it what it is. All right, guys, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for what you do. And, and maybe I'll come back and see you soon. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jared. And thanks again to Jared for coming on, telling us all about the Rocky Mountain 3-Gun. And we'll get into listener feedback. Uh, we've been pretty much keeping up on the comments, uh, from Facebook. No, uh, just had something come in on player, not quite new gun, but new gun related 22 Creed, new cartridge, Hornady sells ELD ammo, Sammy approved. Okay. Hmm. 22 but why? Creed. But why? Uh, <laughs> Because people can't get enough Creedmoor, I guess. Yeah. Have you tried putting a Creedmoor on it? You got the you got the twenty two <laughs> caliber, eh? Have you tried Creedmoor? I want a, ah. a thirty a thirty Creedmoor, maybe. Can I get a thirty Creedmoor? <laughs> AKA three oh eight. My twenty two Creed for when barrel life isn't an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, 223 already sends 22 Oof. caliber bullets pretty fast, and it's inexpensive. Oh, yeah. So if you yeah. want to, like, crush some gophers or, like, do some damage on a beaver or something like that, like, 223 is fantastic, and it's cheap. Did I mention that it's cheap? Mm, so I don't know why cheap, you'd, yeah. why would you, why do you need to put, like, a ton more powder behind that, that round? Um and if you're going to go long range, go with like a six millimeter or six five or something like that. So you get a little bit more weight and, you know, what not instead of just burning your barrel out in a thousand rounds. Yeah. So yeah. That's my, that's my thought on the subject. 
But that would be in between the two. Oh. <laughs> uh, we did not get any emails this week. And uh, YouTube comments. We did get a couple of those, both on last week's show. We have Link. Saying, I guarantee the reason the guy got off from murder from the murder to charge is because the government knew they would lose and it would set a legal precedent that would make self-defense easier to claim. That's a pretty good guess and yeah. probably correct. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, Eddie says, Adriel, what about hot dog water macaroni a la grouse? That's... Oh. Um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sounds like a taste sensation. You're not going to be wasting any, uh, <laughs> any, any yeah. of the uh, the flavor profile with that. Might go nice with a factory third wine. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> a pair, yeah, a good pairing. What well, marinated in the factory third? You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's all wrong. wrong. Yes. Very rock. Very rock. Uh, <laughs> I wrong did not that. see anything on Instagram this week. Uh, no reviews. Uh, Discord. Go. We uh, we're actually having some discussion there this week on my rifle. Now, right. so you can go ahead and join our Discord server. Uh, our Cabela's link. We do have a Cabela's link, and if you go to our website, you can click the link and purchase your stuff from Cabela's. It won't cost you anything more, but we'll get a little kickback from that. And I believe Adriel has a list of purchases from last month. I do. And I, I think I influenced some of these. Mm. Just think a little bit. Not this one. Someone bought a, a Smith & Wesson full tang drop point fixed blade knife. Um, looks like a very decent price. 15 bucks. Uh, I hope that's, that's what you paid. Um, actually, I can't see that. But uh, anyways, they're on sale right now. Wild Wednesday. So if you want one of those, that's there. Uh, I think on the other purchases, I had a strong uh, influence on them. Someone bought the uh, Cabell's Covenant AR 1 to 8 by 24. And you sold them out. They're out of stock online. You sold out Mm -hmm. Cabell's. There was a mad. Still have limited stock in Edmonton South. Mm. (laughs) I'd like to see. I heard what you thought of it. Now I want to know what our listeners who bought them thought of it. Hmm. I'd like to hear. Well, it. two of them send bought us. it, so uh. <laughs> yeah, send, us, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I still have. Yeah, I'm sitting right here. Mm-hmm. I for two hundred dollars is pretty, pretty decent. Uh, pretty decent buy. <laughs> Not if you have better scopes, but if you don't have a better scope and you need a scope, two hundred nineteen dollars. Yeah, Boy, that's hard. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Oh, was that the that was the list? That was the list. That was the okay. All right. Well, just yeah, go use that link. And once a month, we will do exactly what we just did here and review the purchases and approve or disapprove of them or otherwise. Uh, we'd like to thank our supporters on Patreon and Player. And if you'd like to support us, you can go follow us and subscribe over there. You can also email the show. You can send us email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And as we say, we have a Discord server as well. So, uh, shoutouts. Anybody have any shoutouts? I, I totally. <clears throat> Go ahead, Kelly. 
I would like to give a shout out to Lord Trent Valley uh, for hosting us for the Maple Seed and also to the Smith Falls, uh, particularly Mike Moore, who was our point of contact at, uh, at, at Smith Falls. And then mm-hmm. also, yeah, all of the, and also all of the um, instructors who came out to help at the events as well. So y'all know who you are. So thank you. Y'all. I, th- I thought it was uh scraping light off this i am uh, i'm actually scraping the <laughs> aluminum shiny stuff coming off here that's, oh, that's no. good job, so is it dremel time now oh boy oh, <laughs> always dremel time. i don't know if you guys saw me cleaning it but uh i had to I had a brush chucked up in my drill because i was running it back and forth through the barrel oh, yeah. i don't I don't f around with uh, with lead deposits in a twenty two barrel because it just. I takes do that f- with shotgun to get the plastic out. It it takes if you try doing it just like doing the, by the factory, run it through and then unscrew it and then put it back and then screw it back in and then unpull it out. It's like oh my god, you'll you'll be there. You'll be days to get <laughs> get rid of all that lead. <laughs> no way, no way. No, I I check it up and I I drill. Anyways, uh. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's looking cleaner, I guess. Kelly looks like she wants to say something. Nope. I just hot, hyped up on caffeine. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Uh, Mo, do you have any shout outs? No, no shout outs for me. You're not gonna shout oh, out I guess I, I could shout out the uh, Sheepadoodle community. They need love too, <laughs> despite Kelly's feelings about them. So, Is there an actual community? Like There Facebook are probably. And everything? Well, there, there's a community for everything. Yeah, yeah fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm learning about dogs. It's insane. People, sheep dog, people, dog people are. I need to look these up, like full, full sheep doodles as uh, adults, because babies are cute, but sheep. They're big. Uh, they're big and fluffy. Bulldog and Shih Tzu. That's all I want. <laughs> there is sheep doodles. Of course there mm-hmm. is. Do you think I made it up? <laughs> and that would have been genius. Yeah, why, <laughs> would I, why would I make it up? Like they are pretty cute. Yeah. Thank you. They are really cute, actually. But cheap a doodle. Uh, Richard even found a website for it. There yeah. you go. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> uh, Adriel, do you have any shout outs? Shout out to Richard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put your receiver in the mail. Nice. Yay! Congrats, nice. by the way. It's awesome. Hmm. He's our winner uh, from last week. Yep. I'm going to shout out Jared, Ben, Emily, and the rest of the crew at Rocky Mountain 3-Gun for an absolutely awesome match. And shout out for all the sponsors who sponsored the match. Because there there was a bunch of them, and it was a pretty good prize table. And it was good to see the support still still out there. Yay. And, and with that, we're going to sign off. So go join our Discord server. Watch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Player. Join the CCFR, and we will see you next week. Bye. Good night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.